Welcome to a new episode of the Film at Lincoln Center podcast. This week, we're excited to present an NYFF 61 cross-cuts conversation between Wang Bing, the director of the Main Slate selection, Youth Spring, and Eduardo Williams, director of the current selection, The Human Surge 3. If there are two films from 2023 that might be remembered in the years to come as time capsules of life as we live it today, they are Wang Bing's Youth Spring and Eduardo Williams' The Human Surge 3. Williams follows up on The Human Surge with a playfully misnumbered sequel that captures the ambulations of a group of young people in three countries, Peru, Taiwan, and Sri Lanka, using a 360-degree camera, giving resonant form to the virtual and borderless, yet bounded, texture of our contemporary existence. In Youth Spring, Bing returns to his project of documenting a China transformed by the vagaries of industrialization. Shot across five years within privately run textile workshops, which employ swaths of underpaid 20-somethings, Youth Spring accumulates a monumental portrait of life shaped by the temporality of ruthless, relentless production. This following talk brings together these two masterful chroniclers of the present for a conversation about their inspirations and influences, their form-bending play with the cinematic medium, and their radical approaches to time and space. This talk was moderated by Devika Garish co-deputy editor of Film Comment. Youth Spring is in select theaters now. Now please enjoy the conversation between Eduardo Williams and Wang Bing. All NYFF 61 talks are sponsored by HBO. I'm going to jump right into it because I have so many questions and we don't have that much time. But what I want to start with is by asking you both uh, what you think of each other's work, because you're familiar with each other's work. And uh, Teddy was just telling me there's a connection between you both that goes back 10 years. Maybe you want to start us off, Teddy. Uh, about the, that connection? Yeah, I'm, I, I was showing a short film I made in Vietnam in a film festival in France, in Marseille, and Wang Bing was in the jury. And they gave me a special mention, so that was nice. <laughs> but I don't know, maybe, I don't know if he was for or against that, but, <laughs> but for in my mind, it's a good way of starting uh, to know someone, right? And then we met several times afterwards. Uh, and then I, I also saw his films. I don't know which was the first one, but long ago. And today I saw Youth. And uh, yeah, recently I saw Man in Black. Uh, and yeah, but I'm very bad at, I barely, can barely speak about my own <laughs> films. So to explain why I like other films, it's very difficult for me. And also I was thinking, it's also like, when I started to like being to cinema, I tried as much as I could to still be a spectator in the films, you know? I, I, I mean, of course, I, can, I can't go back and not be a filmmaker now. But I try to see the films not as a filmmaker and as much as I can as a spectator. So I don't really, I try not to, I don't know. I don't have very much. I don't, I'm not good at thinking about films, maybe. <laughs> 
Well, you're going to have to get good at it in this hour. I'm trying, I'm trying. <laughs> uh, but Wong, maybe uh, you, you also just told me that you've known Teddy's work for a while. And, and what are your kind of impressions of his work or memories of, of his work? Uh, I was in the first uh, time I saw his first movie. So the first time I actually encountered his film was 10 years ago for the short film, as you mentioned. And my first impression was that uh, the film is so unique and so different from the rest. And, um, and it's very free. Uh, uh, 就是说有一些疑问，我说为什么他是一个阿根廷的人，可是他在越南拍这样一个片子。So at the time I have some questions while I was watching the first film that I saw from him is that so he's an Argentinian director. Why is that the film was set in Vietnam and was shot there？但是但是这种影像呢，还是就是非常的自由，非常有有有有有一种特点，但它不属于。so definitely what impressed me most was the, the freedom and the uniqueness of the films and it's sort of going against any of the film conventions that we're used to. Uh, 比较保守的一个电影的工作的人。So myself as a director, I, I can say that I'm more of the conservative or the conventional type of director. Yeah. <laughs> Relatively speaking. 总是自己会,总是控制自己,所以我的电影在拍,在 so, relatively speaking, I'm a, a little more restrained and more in control, especially when I deal with this temporal or spatial treatments in my films. But for him, he has a lot more options and possibilities in how he treats temporal and spatial elements. And since that, uh, first film, that we actually have many opportunities to get to get togethers, and we have mutual friends, and we have projects that uh, we actually work on internally, separately, but uh, for the same uh, organization. Uh, I love your work, 
and and I think that uh, the, the freedom of which is something that I, I'm ver I admire. And then doesn't matter where you are in the world, you somehow find out a way to to tr you know, find a way to to tell your stories differently using cinematic language and then anchor within that unique self that uh, that's just so impressive. So, thank you. <laughs> well. Um with that, I'd love to dig into one of the ways in which, uh, you know, I feel like you share a, a, a common preoccupation, which is uh, the theme of work. So Wong, obviously, you have returned again and again to the theme of work. You've made several films uh, about factories, industries, the, the life of laborers. Teddy, in your The Human Surge and Human Surge 3, uh, you're often capturing people in the absence of work, in moments of leisure and idleness, but they're talking about work a lot. You know, work is still central to their realities as you depict them. Um, so maybe, yeah, I would love for you both to talk about why it feels important for you to depict uh, how life is structured around work. Okay. Now I can say a little bit more. <laughs> no, yeah, and to start with, I think that the reason for me making cinema is, of course, related to work in the sense um, when I, I don't know, when I was maybe 17 or something, I, I, I thought I had to try to choose what to do in my life. And I realized everyone I knew around me uh, had jobs that they didn't like very much um, and, and they were not interested by. Uh, and it, that it was very difficult to do something different. And at least I thought, I mean, that was a very depressing perspective for me. And I knew it was going to, it's not very difficult to come out of that, but I thought at least I have to try. And then in my head, the best idea I had was try to make films because cinema was something that was very strong for me. And I thought maybe this could be a job that... Um, can make my life interesting and I can be interested by and hopefully that was the most difficult part like earning money with it but well I thought I have to try and then when I started traveling to show my films and then to make my films in a very simple way not even looking for it I saw that people in many different countries young people in many different countries all told me the same thing. Uh, I, like, I would like to do this, but I would not do it because I don't know, this is the rentable thing to do here in my city or in my country or whatever. And that's something I knew that was my experience, but then it's something that happened everywhere. So, uh, of course, I realized that's something very common to all of us. I thought about it, but when you just go and meet everyone who's, who's in this state. And I think it's something very important. Maybe we get used to it very easily, you know, and living in a world where almost everyone uh, is not, uh, has, doesn't have the opportunity of spending their time or most of their time in something that they find interesting, at least for them. And I think it's terrible. I mean, maybe it's very obvious to say it, but I think it's terrible. And I think it's an important thing, at least to remember, not to forget when you are especially when you are in the you have the privilege of being able to spend your time in an interesting way and survive while doing it <laughs> um, and then for my films while well, thinking more precisely about the films I'm always thinking like um, I mean yeah I'm always thinking uh, how could we look 
in the film, how could we find another way of relating to this or a way of putting that question there, each person in their own way, um, and then trying to get somewhere else, let's say. I don't have like the answers on where to go or how to do to make How this. to dismantle capitalism? You don't have yeah. the answers? <laughs> I have them, but I don't say them. There are symbols that are hiding this. Uh, and when one of you gets it, then finally someone is as intelligent as the director. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah, exactly. But then it's like, okay, let's try to use cinema to imagine other things, to use the tools of cinema to, to try to spend time together, to come together in different ways, to share ideas, to share forms, to share ways of looking at each other, of looking around us, of spending time together, all of these things. Um, and then, of course, it's something that when I'm doing a film, it's my job and it's everyone's job, right? So then it's something that we go through in many different ways. And of course, I try also for it to be hopefully interesting for the others and not only for me. Um, and then, for example, in this film, something that happened, it, always different things happen related to this. I uh, tried to adapt also the time of the film so people that have jobs can still participate in their free time. And also for this film, for example, I wanted to have a wider um, uh, age range because I, I wanted to like yeah to see how maybe my ideas were going to be taken or not taken by people from more different ages but then it was very difficult for me to be to find people that were a bit older than the age that usually participate in my film which is I don't know from 17 to 30 let's say here there's a bit older people but it was very difficult and mainly the reason was coming back to this working structure i think as people as we grow uh, the pr the pressure of economy and the responsibilities uh, related to this are more and more and we have less time to participate in maybe things we are curious about like this film but are not our main like um, job and we don't have time for it so even if some people were curious about it then it was very difficult so I think this impossibility of working with different ages came back to how and uh, maybe why in my films people have this age, because it's just before getting totally captured by the working world. Mm. And Wang, would you, would you speak about your interest in work as a topic of your cinema? Uh, so the, the work that I have done so far, two of them definitely feature this concept of and this setting of factories. And definitely, some, you know, most of them have something to do with work, but I do think that uh, my focus or foci uh, tend to be a little more varied. So it could be factories, could be work, and definitely a lot about history. So definitely that's one of the topics that I'm very interested in in terms of this idea of work, labor, and, and I spend a lot of time uh, making films about that. Uh, for me, I think why I want to 
呃，让我觉得就是说，我为什么要做电影？So，actually，thinking about why am I making films？就是说，我为什么要做电影？呃，因为在这种，嗯，就是工作当中，你会。呃，碰到什么样的人，什么样人都有，当然是一个社会的，在一个呃，可以说是大多数的这种呃，这种呃，收入和生活都是呃，都是在这种呃，可以说是一个社会的一个呃，劳动的这样一个阶层，或者是一
Do you show it to them? So some of them did, but uh, some of them didn't. But and I don't really care that much about whether or not they, the subjects, have seen my films. I do think that as soon as I make the films, it exists beyond my physical body in terms of, and almost have the sense of immortality to it after you make it. And when it's there, sooner or later, people, whether or not it's this generation, next generation, they will be able to access or have the chance to see the film. In the future, 因为作为一个导演，你拍一辈子电影，呃，就是说你会一直一直在工作。为什么你要工作？为你的工作的动力是什么？我总是觉得要为我自己，我自己会说服我自己。啊，我付出这么多的时间，付出所有的啊，就是就是几乎你的生活全部都在你的工作当中。那为什么？所以我觉得可能是我自己说服我自己的一个理由，工作的理由。So this is something that as the journeys that took by those young people, uh, this is the journey I have took for myself to find the why. Why am I working? Why am I making films? And I need the motivation to keep on doing because I'm spending the times, the efforts, and spending my life doing what I'm doing, and I must have a very good reason for it. And that that is the reason why I'm I'm doing this. So I think both of your films have titles that are very interesting, poetic, and fr offer a framework for the film. Um, and I was actually thinking that you could even swap the titles, you know? Um, youth, youth Spring could be called a human surge because it is just this portrait of mass production. And your film could be called Youth. Um, so I was curious about how you guys came up with these titles. I mean, Teddy, you came up with this title in 2016. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very long ago. Now I just added a number. I thought, I think a reason for that was not having to think a new title, probably. Yeah, um, yeah I think a general thing about titles, I try them not to be very helpful on how to see the film. I don't want them to, like... Um, close the possibilities of the film. You know, some titles like lead you to read the film in one way or the other. So in a general way, I try to uh, choose titles that are as open and not clear maybe as possible. Um, and then about the human surge specifically, I try to remember, but I probably forgot some things. But I think, at least now what I think, I don't know what I thought when I chose that title. Um, now, I mean, one of the things I liked it was it was a bit uh, grandiloquent in some way. You know, the hu human is already a lot, and Serge also adds even more to it. But then when and you... Duh adds a lot, too. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> the most important part. <laughs> and then when you see the film, this is also very, like, uh, everyday life. I mean, it's also fantasy and everything, but the rhythm and everything is very... Um, I don't know, it's not so like, you know, we are seeing humanity or whatever. Um, then something I thought it was, okay, if this title is playing a little bit with 
representation of humanity, which I think and I hope the film doesn't try to do in that way. I think it was good to to do it with people that are, in, at least in the places where I am, are usually not seen as the representation of humanity, you know, in a, at least not the people that are looked at more often um, and the places in many cases. Um, and then what else? Um, no, I think it also came from this sensation that we have of like the, the humanity being in some sort of peak of something. Um, and then when you also when you see the film, it's just, I don't know, I, I think it contrasts a little bit with this. Um, and then I like like the human surge seems to be like the human surge and then there's a three and then you imagine so the human surge is not the human surge and it's finally you know more diverse than that and I don't know brings this possibility of being maybe less special uh, as you know as this as the special moment let's say I don't know. <laughs>因为对我来说在一个很多人很大的这样的工作里边因为在我的年轻的时候我有这方面的障碍，但是我理解他的意思，我非常清楚他的意思。但当然，我们之间是不一样的。So I definitely can understand how you arrived at your titles, and to me, uh, it's just something that I feel so uneasy to think about this idea of having a title that is to express this sense of macro grand narratives that uh, uh, grandeur mm. uh, because I, I think that for me it is something that almost like a phobia developed as a result of what happened in the past in Chinese histories during the uh, cultural revolution periods or uh, similar periods of those idea of grand narrative of this sort of social movements uh, in a ma very macro level mm. so for me I, I tend to be more uh, comfortable to somehow uh, narrow in on more the micro level, more of the individuals and who are, uh, whether or not it's in certain industries, certain factories. Uh, in this particular case for youth, it will be for these group of people working in 
um, the factory. So I do think that that is something, it just, I can't help it because of my past. And it is something that I, uh, I am, I'm more comfortable, uh, not so much of focusing on the macro and the grand narrative, but more so to the, the individuals and then on the mic micro level. I think that both of you have a totally distinctive approach to time. Um, even though, Teddy, you're using kind of different technologies, kind of more experimental technologies, and maybe Wang's techniques can be called more classical in a certain sense, but I had a similar experience of um, feeling like I was in, I was experiencing time as it was experienced by the subjects of the film. So. In the case of Youth Spring, I really felt like I, I actually sometimes had to like had to like pinch myself to make sure like or not pinch myself. I wasn't sure if the if the footage wasn't sped up because the workers in the film move so fast, and the way the film is structured really helps you experience what it's like to live a life driven by production, by relentless production. And Teddy, with your film you feel like you're trapped in an eternal present, which is what it feels like to be on the internet. It's like time is still, but also moving. So I want to ask about like the editing and pacing of the films and how you conjure this very particular experience of time. And maybe Wang will start with you this time.嗯，在不同的不同的影片当中会有不同的方式，但是，呃，青春这个电影呢，就是说，呃，更在剪辑更重对我来说，第一次用的是一个非常就就是大的一种压缩性的时间的方式，就是过去我很少这么用，就是说
啊、uh, ，for this particular film。这我第也是可能是我第一次这样做，以前的电影也不是这样。So this is, as I said,、uh, the first time I'm doing this, and it's very different from what I have done before. <clears throat> and meanwhile, time is a very big thing. Also, I think to start with,、um, many of the things that relate to how time passes in the film come from my own experience. As you said, maybe of spending most of my life on the internet,、um, may, or, or the computer, or the video games, or whatever, or this, this virtual world.、Um, then,、uh, so most of it comes from a more of a. Living experience more than thinking about it. Then, of course, as I the more as I do, I think、um, a little bit more in a more conscious way. But then there's many things about rhythm and temporality that I realize. For example, more precisely, is like the the time of the dialogues, for example, and how they come and go from one、uh, theme to the other, let's say, or one subject to the other. I think that relates a lot with being used to speak to people through chat. You know, it's very different to speak to someone live, of course, than to speak in a chat. And in the moments of my life where I almost only spoke to, well, not so much, but almost only spoke to people through chat, then when I was speaking, Speaking live, I was like, "Oh my God, I'm supposed to to answer right away." You know, people speak and they look at you, and you are supposed just to say something. You cannot leave and then come back, and they will still be there, like in the chat. You know, and also how the how the subjects come and go in a chat. Sometimes you mix. You know, you have this, and you speak about this, and you go back to that. And I think in the film we see a lot of these dynamics, and I think. That's why they look a little bit strange and also familiar. I feel for the spectators because most of us are in different ways are used to that. And then also when I construct the film, I try to think. First of all, sometimes I have like the like the sort of idea of should I do films that are a bit more agile and more like exciting. More time.、Um, I don't know how do you say. Try to be exciting more most of the time, but then, in my opinion, I think at least in my life, I feel temporality outside of cinema is usually tends a lot to anxiety and, and to speed.、Mm-hmm. At least where I live, or in the yeah in the, in the spaces、Urgency. where I、um, yes. So I think for me as a spectator,、uh, cinema worked many times as an exercise of patience and observation and as a Rhythm that I cannot find so much in life. So I try in my films also to promote this, to promote patience, and also to try to create like patience and rewards in some way. Of course, then each person sees it in their own way, and what for some people are moments of. Of like nothing happening or things like that, that tend more to patience. For some people, that's the best. But in general, I try to create these dynamics, and also because I really like, as a spectator too, as a director, to create films that let you go back to your mind and then come back to the film. I don't. For me, it's not the best when a film is always trying to capture my attention, right?、Um, so I try also, of course. Again, I never know how each person sees the film, but there's moments where it's more probable that everyone will be more connected to the film, or something is happening that's more exciting or or weirder. And then when maybe people walk for a long time and speak in the same pace for a long time, it's more probable that. 
most of the people were going to maybe look around or think about another thing. For me, when I'm seeing a film and I'm able to think about another thing and come back, is the best way of connecting the film to myself, you know? Mm -hmm. When I'm always there, 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 and I, all, the only thing that matters is what will happen next, for me that is not very interesting, and also it adds to the anxiety that I see very much in the world, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, I keep forgetting the runtime of your film, like when I was writing the blurb, because it felt lo a lot longer than it actually is because of this sense of elastic time, you know? And uh, with youth, I feel like it actually felt a lot shorter than it is. It's three and a half hours, but it feels so compressed and um, you really feel what it's like to live life kind of on the edge or with this urgency of survival. Wang, just to follow up, on what I asked, what kind of experience of time did you want the viewer to come away with, with that compression? Uh,首先就是说我现在这个青春呢,还没有完成,其实我在来纽约之前正刚刚把第三部分剪辑结束,然后我很快会把你在剪辑第二部分。所以整个的这个片子呢，还有两部分是在可能未来几个月之后才能完成。所以总的长度在九个半小时左右。So for youth, this is only one of the three. So it's a trilogy, and so to be continued. And right now, I'm actually just wrapping up for my third installment of the trilogy, and I'm going to walk backwards for the the second installment of the trilogy. So all together, just like Teddy, yeah, three and two. So all together, it's going to be nine hours and thirty minutes for the entire youth trilogy. I have a lot of footage, and that's the reason, also one of the reasons why I need to compress time. So I have made quite a few films with a lot of footage, starting with the first one, West of Tracks, about 300 hours of footage. And then later on, I have films with 600 hours of footage, 1,000 hours of footage. For youth, I have 2,600 hours of footage that I have to process. So that's also one of the reasons why it's so important to compress time to find the most concise and simple way to structure the narrative. Uh,对他的这个电影所讲的时间的叙述呢,我是赞同的,但是就是说每一个电影都会寻找不同的时间的叙述的方式。在结构上,有的是在时间的压缩的方式来解决,有时通过结构来解决。这些电影的这种时间的叙述一直是延续这种,一直在过去的一百年前,就是大家都在思考这样的问题。
不断的、不断的都在思考这个时间的问题，包括结构的叙述的问题这种，所以，呃，我觉得就是这是一个非常对于电影来说是非常重要的时期。那么，呃，我我对他的电影呢也是比较，就是说我个人呢是很欣赏的。呃，因为我我觉得这个时代的电影，因为商业，因为媒媒介对电影形成的这种评论系统，会对电影的压缩、风格的压缩、叙述方式的这种压缩，太太影响太大了，所以其实是电影需要更更多的一种解放，就是。呃，尤其就是说这种现代电影的这种，就是对电影的，呃，每一个导演拍一些片子就，就都被限制在规范在那种一个范围，没有那么那么怎么说，没有那么天然的人的性格。So I actually wholeheartedly agree with how you interpret time with your films, and I do think that.、Uh, Different films, different subject matters, calls for different type of treatments, temporal treatments, and sometimes you can deal with time with the compression of time. Sometimes you can use the narrative structure in order for you to deal with this concept of time. And I do think that this is one of the most important topics and issues that we have been discussing for the past 100 years, as soon as we、uh, started with the beginning of filmmaking to. Till today, that we're still talking about the same exact topic, which is about how do we treat time with cinematic language, and whether or not it's through、uh, the, the time compression, whether or not it's through、uh, narrative structures. It is crucial、uh, for us as filmmakers to really reflect on these、uh, questions. I do think that、uh, the reason why I admire、uh, the way that you are thinking about time and the treatment of your film about time is because I do think that for this particular generation,、uh, a lot of filmmakers that are they are under the pressures of either the commercializations of the film industry or the media's in terms of how the reviews, how the film critics talk about time, and then somehow created that kind of limitations for the younger. Uh, or the contemporary filmmakers to think about how they should make films and how they should treat the narrative structures and how they should、uh, treat temporal、uh, elements in their films and whether or not they should、uh, go with what the the audience or what the society wants or whether or not they should still be true to themselves in terms of how to be more natural with how time. Uh, being presented in the films, I think that those are the uh, uh, important issues that、uh, Teddy mentioned before. That is,、uh, it's an important one, and I do think that I hope that most filmmakers, if not all, should think very, very、uh, thoroughly about it.、Mm-hmm. So, actually, going off of that,、um, you've both also made. Installations.、Um, Man in Black is a, something closer to maybe a video art piece than traditional cinema. I'm curious why you both still find value in the classical experience of cinema, the two-dimensional screen, the cinema audience, when you've explored these other venues and styles too. 
Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, at the beginning, I'm, I'm, I start. I only once I made a film that I thought w for the museum space. Before I made films, I always think uh, thought about the cinema, um, but still they were shown in uh, exhibition spaces, um, just because if someone trusts they can be shown there, I trust them. Um, but yeah, I always think about this, mainly to start with, like I make cinema because I went to the cinema, I don't make cinema because I saw things on TV or in my computer. For me, the main reason, at least to start wanting to make cinema, then as, as much as I work, there's many other reasons, was the experience of going to the cinema and uh, the experience of coming out of a film I liked more than what I thought is what I felt in my body and in my mind and how I saw everything around me in a, such a different way than when I came in. There was a very, I was a kid and there was a, such a strong physical sensation of coming out of a film I liked that I could never forget that and for me it didn't happen. a particular film that really... Have this happened? Mm, I don't know. The one I remember is Star Wars, but I don't know probably others. But in this time of my life, I only saw Hollywood films because I don't know. It's what you could see if you were not very much into cinema. And I went with my grandmother, and that's also what she knew. And also, these cinemas were in shopping malls, you know, that spaces I don't like very much. But this thing of such, but they were very normal for me, you know, and coming out and just feeling everything was so different, you know. For me, that was like the first thing in cinema that caught me so much. And then now I, I was thinking also, um, another thing is like when we have, a, now we have a lot of other screens that were not so present when I was uh, younger. Um, but I think like cinema is like the monument to the screen, you know? And, um, and also that's so special and also that's, with all the screens we have, the one that is the weakest now in like the society and the one that's like mm, not growing is the cinema screen. And I feel it's very important to keep it alive because it's a very different experience from the other screens, even if we can see the film in, in the other screens. I think it's very, very different. Uh, so I make my films for the cinema, even if uh, then I'm happy to show them in any way. Also, when I was in Buenos Aires, many of the films I wanted to see didn't get to cinemas there, so I saw them on my computer, and I'm, I'm very happy that was possible. You know, it's better than not seeing them. Um, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> So I made about eight different video installations or video projects. video 有时候电影系统的这个这种钱和资金呢，会会会会会，呃，可能会会有空缺。So the reason why I make those video projects has a lot to do with the reality I am dealing with as a filmmaker to make whatever film projects come into fruition. I have to 
um, go through a lot of preconditions. That mm. those preconditions could be about money, could be about finance. Mm. So those are my realities in terms mm. of how I can make the film that I want to make. But at the same time, I might be limited by uh, those uh, conditions, and therefore I need to find a different way to express myself. Uh, and therefore, I need to resort to other sources of finance and money. Uh, in this case, will be either from galleries, from art museums. So it's more of the external conditions and realities that I have to somehow finesse mm. in order for me to move forward with a lot of my creative projects. Uh,它跟电影有什么样的不同？所以我有时候是也在试探，在寻找这种试探性的去寻找微流的方式是什么。And also for me, I have been doing visual images and visual uh, elements that are expressions and, and creative outlets. So for me, it's very much about how am I going to use these two different media or the medium of video and medium of film and how unique it is in terms of using video and how unique it is to use film. So uh, I am experimenting and exploring uh, these two different media and trying to think about what, what is so unique about each one of them. And then that's it's part of my creative process. Uh... 有时候你会在拍微流的时候，你会比较放松，比较松弛，也比较大胆。呃，但是面对一个电影的时候会比较小心。So for me, when I do video projects, I tend to be a little more relaxed, a little prayer in terms of my approach, and then with films, I tend to be the opposite. 呃。我觉得video是一个比电影的叙述性，它的叙述就不是叙事叙述，它的叙述性远远比电影宽，嗯哼，比电影更宽。So for me, video as a as a medium is something that you can tell stories. That opportunity, I'm sorry, the 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 scope of which is wider, and the possibilities are greater than films. 嗯，可以这么讲，就是电影不能覆盖微流，但是微流，呃，在影像是可以覆盖电影的。So in a way, you can think of this way that the films can never shadow video works, but on the other hand, video works can actually not replacing, but at the same time, encompassing. Uh, what film can do. So to me, there are a lot more opportunities and greater scopes in terms of what video art can do. 
呃，因为 video 的经验 ，video 这个艺术的经验是可以借助，可以可以包包包括，呃，这一百多年来，呃，就是当影像开始出现的时候，我们整个社会使用这个影像的所有的方法，都可以在 video 里边实现，就是都可以在微这种。就是他所有使用这个影像的方法和种类都可以运用在 video art 的叙述上面。So as a storytelling platform or a medium, I do think that video art can actually do everything and anything that has been done since the beginning of you know presenting visual image as an art form, and for the past 100 years, everything that can have been done. Can be done through video art. But film is, uh, film is a long-term history of its experience and its But to me, film still is something that is so unique in a way that it has its own art history. It own it has its film history. It has its own. Brand of aesthetics, and it is something that can, still cannot be replaced by video art. So I think sometimes you need to relax. 很，很，就是给自己一个放松的机会，可以比较轻松的去拍一个一个一个一一一一一个作品。So as I I'm continuously making different films, I do think that I need to have the outlet to be a little more relaxed and also take more chances and be braver when I take on those video projects. And to me, it's it's a good Supplement and a good complement of the films I'm making. So, is, tomorrow, 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 can I add something very short? Yes. Sorry. This, that I said all of this about cinema, but I'm still very interested in doing uh, works for uh, the museum space. And also, as Wang Bing was saying, uh, one of the good things about that is that, for example, when I made twice uh, this last time and before something for a biennial or for a museum, um, the best thing was that they gave me money to do something and didn't ask me what I was going to do and didn't ask me to write, you know, because they trusted my work and they gave me money no for it. Yeah, exactly. And I think in cinema, everything is very, for the funding, very based in writing. And I think that is not a good thing because a good writer doesn't uh, necessarily make a good filmmaker and a bad writer can make a good filmmaker. But uh, as far as I know, there's no funding that, that has different ways of trying to imagine what film you will do other than writing. So I think 
that it would be great if there's uh, different funds that are not based only in writing. And then I think that for I'm interest, what interests me of make, maybe working for other type of videos is also very simple things. As the, Now for the first time I made a, a video that was not made to be necessarily seen from the beginning to the end. You know, so yeah, and that is very simple thing, but changes a lot on what type of film you can make. And I still never made a film for a specific space, but that is something that could be interesting. I remember once I was in a festival in the desert in Jordan, and we decided to show my short film uh, projected over the rocks, and that changed so much. And I was thinking, what would happen if I think the film for projecting here or in our places? And so I'm always trying to have these small elements that make me change, hopefully. Only that, thank you. Thank you so much for doing this conversation. Thanks to you. Thanks to you. And Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.